The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Patrick Walker, Nick Harris, and Kyle Yeomans. For one final time this offseason, it is time for some Talking Cowboys here on a Tuesday morning from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody. As OTAs are now in the rearview mirror, it is mandatory this week. No more optional. What do mandatory mean? Mandatory minicamp. Mandalorian? For those that don't catch that reference, that's a Darren Hambrick reference. You gotta look it up. Gotta I didn't catch it, but I liked it. Oh, Darren Hambrick. Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. Nothing. So, long story, extremely short. For those that know, they know. Uh, all right. So, this was during the Parcells era, and Darren Hambrick, a former linebacker for the Cowboys, was not in voluntary minicamp. Oh. And the media asked him about it, and his response was, what do voluntary mean? Mm. So With anytime, any yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so anytime, um, mandatory, voluntary, like yeah. So anytime it, this time of the year rolls around, if you happen to be on social media and you see, I guess one of us old heads drop that reference, that's what we're talking about when we say, "What do voluntary mean?" Shouts out to the brick. Learn mm. something today. Yeah, there you go. Cowboys history to start off the final episode before training camp. Thank you, face. I like that. Good job, Pat. There we go. Bringing that history knowledge. There we go. How's everybody doing? We've got Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, I, or Patrick No C Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Hello, Kyle. I'm feeling great. Doing all right. Feeling You're, fantastic. You feeling good? Yeah, I am. You got your heat shirt His on. Shirt tells me I he do. feels great. Right here. Right well, here. Uh, congratulations on making it to the finals again. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. You feeling pretty good after the game two win? You know, he, Patrick. Yesterday, I think it was midday. He was like, "Hey, have I congratulated you on on the game two win yet?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You haven't." But save your congratulations for four wins. Oh, no. We'll take them all you know when we get four I'm excited wins. for you. I'm not excited. You know why I'm not excited? Because the Seattle Mariners got smacked like Rick James. That yeah, they is did. 100% fact. By who? By the freaking Rangers. By the Texas Rangers, yeah. baby. Everybody's getting smacked I was by the, the Rangers, though. Don't for that. They don't, played T-ball against bro, you. What was yeah. that? Oh, it was. Yeah. Don't don't feel Fireworks. like it was personal. No, it was definitely personal. They're whooping up on everybody, I know it was personal because that was division. It was personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, personal. personal. I, I'm a fan of the Mariners, too, so yeah, it's that fine. Was I, I like I'm those guys. I'm sorry for your loss. bad sportsmanship. I worked for their affiliate. You don't run the score up in professional sports, Kyle. Yeah, they put up hooping numbers on you. Exactly. Respectfully. If you don't, listen, if you don't like it, yeah, change stop it. it. Yeah, exactly. Stop them from doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. You want to talk about running up the score. What about TCU against Arkansas? Did you see that one? 20-5 to five baseball. in Arkansas. Baseball. And then 12-4 to four yesterday. And then 12-4 to four yesterday Jesus. to Just knock them out of the playoffs. Go home. Knock them out of the tournament. <laughs> you say go home. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but believe it or not, we've talked a little bit of hockey on this show. By the way, I've got some rally towels for you from Seattle. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, we talked basketball. We talked a little bit of baseball, a little mm-hmm. sprinkle of each. But this is a football show. In football. And since this is the last time that we are going to be on the air until training camp, I think it's time to dive in to what we've seen in OTAs and some news and notes, Patrick. Yes, sir. As we get into the summer break portion of the offseason. Yes, sir. So min- mandatory minicamp begins today at the Star in Frisco. Every single player is expected to be in participation, uh, along with Tony Pollard as well. Obviously, he's operating under the franchise tag. He signed his franchise tag not long after it was applied to him. Uh, no controversy is expected there. Contract talks, which we'll get to in a minute, they're ongoing. We'll see if the Cowboys and Tony Pollard can beat the July 17th, I believe is the deadline this year, to get him on a long-term deal. But uh, as mandatory minicamp starts up, Cowboys do a little bit of housekeeping. They release uh, wide receiver Antonio Callaway. Uh, Callaway had a run-in with the law in Florida over the weekend. Uh, Can't confirm that that was the reason they let him go, but timing is timing, and clearly the timing kind of indicates that was the reason. So Callaway is out of the building. They brought him in last November, this past November. Resigned him to a futures deal in January because they liked what you know he might bring to training camp this year, but he didn't make it to training camp. They had a workout for seven players yesterday. Ended up signing. 
Tyron Johnson. Now, the, the jury is out on if it's Tyron or Tyron. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have another tie in the building. So, <laughs> now we have Tyler Tyler, Tyron Tyron or Tyron, whichever the pronunciation for this one is. A um, little background on Johnson, undrafted free agent of the Houston Texans in 2019 out of Oklahoma State. So he's been a cowboy before, just a different version of it. Yep. Final season with OK uh, State, he racked up 845 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. So he's got some potential, but a little bit of a, a young journeyman. He's a, he's a journeyman, but he's still young. A lot of trade on the tires. Sub 4-5 speed in the 40. So Cowboys are clearly between players like this and Cooks. They're clearly looking to speed up that offense as far as being able to take the top off. So Tyron Johnson or Tyron uh, Robinson, I'm sorry, Johnson, yeah, Johnson, Johnson. is in the building. Uh, but they also worked out some quarterbacks. Jacob Eason was one. Bryce Jerkins was one. Or Bryce Perkins was one. Two cornerbacks. Jordan Miller, um, fresh off of the XFL championship with the Arlington Renegades. The Carrius Keys cornerback, uh, Lynn Bowden. These, these two wide receivers that I'm about to name, very intriguing. Lynn Bowden, Nikhil Harry. Now, I've seen some people saying, well, you know, if they sign, you know, Johnson, then they're not going to sign Nikhil. They're not going to sign any of the other guys. Had a couple conversations, and it was told to me just because one sign doesn't mean that they might not circle back later on and, and grab another out of this group. Now, could that be Nikhil, Harry, Jacob Eason? We'll see. But obviously, the Cowboys are not out on these guys. This is the due diligence season right now. Yeah, Nikhil, Harry, for, former first-round pick. I, I think that says a lot about Tyron Johnson coming in the building mm-hmm. and, and being able to you know, uh, overcome what, what was, was lined up next to him. But uh, Tyron Johnson, a quick shout-out to South New Orleans. He's a hey. Warren Easton Eagle. <laughs> I got a text from a, a Warren Easton coach yesterday. They were like, hey, if if you see Tyron, call him T Bill. That's that's his nickname. T-Bill. So, so T Bill's in the house. So it is Tyron. Tyron. And it is T Bill. Yep. So okay, now we've got that squared away. T Bill it is. We got yep. Tyron and T Bill. T Bill it is. There's no other T Bill in the building as T-Bill. far as I know. And I don't want to limit his his expectations. Of course, every guy that that makes a roster out here is doing something right, and whoever makes it into camp is doing something right. But this looks like a depth piece for camp. It doesn't necessarily change anything in terms of a it wide receiver not. competition. Uh, this is another a body to kind of rotate through in camp and to give him a shot, no doubt about it. And he does have, I mean, he's got 23 receptions, 422 yards, three touchdowns, All most of that uh, coming with Los Angeles back in 2020 when they really needed wide well, receivers. Well, look at what they quite literally did was swap out speed for speed. You sure. lost speed with Callaway, and you were hoping that that was the speed you'd see kind of uh, reveal itself in a Cowboy uniform in training camp. They opted to not deal with his off-the-field issue, and then they bring in, you know, T-Bill. Here's more speed, sub-4, 3-5 speed. So it's literally a speed for speed swap there. I want T-Y. You want him back? <laughs> Air 5. Pow. I'm with you. I don't know. I don't but expect I, him I, to be I in, a camp, in, a, in a OTAs. I don't expect him to be in a mini camp. He's a vet. He'll probably show up halfway through camp, if anything. If that. If that. But that's who I want. That's the tie. In September. A.K.A. Yeah. T.Y. There you go. Another T.Y. Right. No disrespect to any other ones, but that's yeah. the one I'm looking for. Well, and I think you're not alone in yeah. that fact. I think a lot of Cowboys fans would love to see T.Y. Hilton, my, myself included. Facts. I would love for yeah, that facts. to happen because it's another veteran presence in that locker room for a room that needs it. And I was talking, uh, I talked with Israel Mukwamu at the end of OTAs the other day, and Izzy was talking about, it just feels different. It does. He's like, this is year three for me. I've been in some good locker rooms. We've had good chemistry, but this one feels like it's already clicking, and it's OTAs. He's like, I've never felt like that. And usually, you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose. You're getting all this information. You're just trying to digest it. And Izzy was saying that because Stefan Gilmore is here, because Brandon Cooks is here, because they've made the additions to this roster that they've had throughout this offseason, they have a different feel in the locker room. So bringing in a T.Y. Hilton would only elevate that. It would only help that out. And you saw what that was able to do last year whenever he did come into the building. Mm -hmm. And he's not simply a guy that you would bring on and say, okay, well, we're mostly bringing him on because he's a mentor in the locker room. No, he gets it done on the yeah. field as well. So it's a win-win there. So, Mr. Third down. Yeah. yeah. Third, and third and 18. I thought it was third and 30. Third and 30. Third and 30. Call T-Y. <laughs> so that, that's beautiful news as far as um, the Cowboys getting mandatory minicamp started. Speed for speed swap. Now, um, not so great news, but not, not exactly earth-shattering when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Jordan Lewis, uh, we've spoken with Jordan, and I've spoken with Jordan personally um, over the course of this offseason, and his main thing was he's – He's tracking well, slightly ahead of schedule. He's doing his best to beat out 
uh, landed on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list to start training camp. But uh, as Nick had a conversation with Stephen Jones yesterday, the expectation is that Jordan Lewis will, in fact, start out on the pup list. Now, that's the expectation right now. Still seven plus weeks before training camp starts. So yeah, absolutely. As Stephen Jones, he said it's looking more and more, and then he stopped himself. Maybe not more and more. Pretty definitive that he'll start camp on the pup list. Um, and, and that was in response to a question. Uh, other than offensive line and kicker, what were some position groups that they are looking to add depth at maybe before camp or bring in some guys for camp? And he said corner, and then that kind of led into the Jordan Lewis conversation. So uh, having more depth at corner, I think that's uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, layer to training camp and, and just kind of how those guys compete. Uh, just because there there is an uh, opportunity for uh, uh, those guys um, you know at the CB4 position you know you got you got the boundaries locked down Deron Bland you know he's he's going to lock down the nickel uh, as far as going into camp and then you know after that I, I, th- I think it's going to be a healthy competition and I'm excited to see who they bring in and, and to throw in that room and that's a good good point Nick because last year I mean toward the back half of the year they were it was a rotating door I mean it was a revolving door at at corner because of all the injuries up top yeah and you don't have anthony brown back you at the moment don't have jordan lewis and it looks like you might not have him because he's on pup but do you see a young corner stepping into that that mentality i know eric scott jr the rookie out of southern miss he had some some reps with the ones during otas do you think they could fill that void while jordan lewis is still coming back from his injury and then going to try and fill in that void as well. Absolutely. And I, I like that you mentioned Eric Scott. He had a pick last week in OTAs. Um, and he's been he's been all over the place as far as speed. He's showing off that speed, that 472 speed that you, <laughs> that you love to reference. But, Asterisk. Uh, exactly. But, uh, and, and no, I, I like where Eric Scott is from uh, from a progression standpoint, especially coming in as a rookie, a six-round pick, and, you know, from not from a power conference and still being able to, uh, you know, level himself with the guys that are already in the building. But, uh, you know, I, I think there are are already some really intriguing names in that group i think it's only going to help competition level isaiah you you were at otas last week you have Mm -hmm. to watch a little bit of practice as well what what did you see because it is it's so early and even i mean wide receivers aren't elevating they aren't jumping for footballs you you don't have uh, corners really using their arms at all they're just supposed to be in the right spot but anything that that stood out to you last week no not really i don't want to be that guy but is otas you're not you're not gaining a lot of insight in terms of the outlook of potential players mm-hmm. um, aside from their ability to grasp the concepts. So outside of that, as a former player, I don't take a whole lot away from OTAs um, because, again, you're not getting physical. There's not a lot of competition in, in regards to challenging for the ball or challenging for you know leverage or any of those things on the, on the, on the offensive, defensive line fronts. So, I mean, in terms of guys being able to go out there and, and – digest the information and be able to actually go out there and apply it to some of the things you guys are talking about in reference to like Scott, those are all positives. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of like real ball and all that, like you're not going to see that until we get to training camp. So I'm excited about that aspect in terms of fulfilling that role. Jay Lou wish him all the, all the best and and prayers up for him coming back. I've obviously I've had that injury. Now Liz Frank, I don't know to what level his is. Mine's was about as bad as you can get. And I know what he has to overcome it sucks. So he's going to need some time. Yeah, and, and really quickly, J. Lou, he's running. Um, he's just not running routes right yeah. now as far as defensive routes. So he's he's getting there. Um, I tell you who better grasp this opportunity with both hands and, and completely lean into oh. it, Kelvin Joseph. Yep. It, it's got to be Kelvin Joseph. Um, and I'm on record as saying that I think while Deuce Vaughn is going to be the steal of the draft, I feel like Eric Scott can be the sleeper pick in this particular draft. So Eric Scott, I think he he's going to come in and he's going to make some waves as early as, as training camp and then through the preseason, and we'll see. But if we're sitting here talking about Eric Scott, if you're Kelvin Joseph, you you got to hear this. Like, you, do you hear what we're saying? We're talking about the rookie sixth rounder coming in and making some waves in the absence of Jordan Lewis until Jordan is healthy enough to join practice. So Kelvin Joseph, the Cowboys, um, didn't like what they saw as a boundary corner in the absence of Anthony Brown when they put Kelvin Joseph as the starter. Didn't go well in Jacksonville, needless to say. Didn't go well in Green Bay, needless to say. And then you ultimately end up with Nashawn Wright and then Izzy McQuamu in the postseason. But uh, OTAs and now in minicamp, you're going to see Kelvin Joseph taking some reps at nickel. And the question is, can't since he has not impressed the Cowboys coaching staff as a boundary corner. What can you do at nickel? Because if you can't, if you also, as a turn, if it turns out you can't impress at nickel, that makes you purely a special teamer Oof. as a former second round pick. 
and a special teamer who draws a lot of flags and a lot of penalties. So I think as far as opportunities go, this this has to be the one that Kelvin Joseph grabs with both hands and say, hey, this is mine. Because if it's not, mm, what are we talking about here? If this training camp does not go f- well for Kelvin Joseph, is he on the roster going into week one? No. I don't think so. I don't. I, 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 I'd be pressed to say yes, I'd, so I'd have to say He's no. going into training I mean, camp with the Reaper in the backseat. He is, no doubt about it. I mean, this is do because or die. Because keeping him means you'd have to let someone else go. So the question sure. is, who would you let go? That would be 53-man worthy. And I, I mean, if he's not impressing that nickel and didn't impress that boundary and he's drawing penalties on special teams, where's the where's the win? I, regardless of position group, there's an argument to be made that he has the most to prove on the team. Uh, he has the That's most important fair. training camp coming That's in fair. when it comes to, hey, this is this is the shot. This is what you got, mm-hmm. and you got to go in and take advantage of it. Yeah, if we're who, looking at it with those with with that in mind, he's number one on that list. That's who would fair. be close to that? I don't even know if there's really a close second place. <laughs> That's maybe, a great point. Maybe Neville Gallimore. I mean, Gallimore's probably but in a similar boat, not but to not that to that, that extent. Because Gallimore also pick. doesn't have the off the field issue that accompanies the on-the-field struggles, right? You're right. So you don't have those kind of red flags that you have with Kelvin Joseph. So, I mean, there's to Nick's point, there are a lot of things working against Kelvin Joseph and it feels like this is it. Like, this has to be it for him. Well, look look at the last two years. Look at the last two draft classes. You've had a fifth-round rookie come in and take your spot. No doubt. De'Ron Bland took Kelvin Joseph's spot and has held on to it. And credit to De'Ron Bland. But then you turn around, you let you say, "Oh, we're going to spend a six-round pick on Eric Scott Jr." If it happens again, there's no reason that Kelvin Joseph needs didn't to be just here. spend the six-round pick, traded up to traded to go him. get the guy. No doubt, message, no doubt, message. I, I think <laughs> you guys are spot Isaiah's on. Isaiah's yawning just thinking about Kelvin Joseph. Like, no, I mean, the reality is they've, they've given him much more leash than he is really due. Ample opportunity. And so he is. They, they have extended a, a ample amount of grace towards Kelvin Joseph, and if he does not take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to him, he knows what's on the line. He knows. Mm-hmm. Like, again, that's why I said that we used to call Bruce Mays back in the day. He used to be the, we used to call him the Grin Reaper because he used to go through the, He's the one that he used to make the cuts in the locker room back in the day. Mm-hmm. And whenever you saw Bruce, you wanted to go away the opposite direction because, you know, <laughs> oh, the Reaper's here. And he, Kelvin Joseph, is going into training camp with the Reaper in the back seat, and if he makes too many mistakes, he won't make it through camp. It's like that that meme of uh, AJ Styles smiling. Yes, and exactly. Undertaker, Undertaker standing back. right behind him. Like Nate yeah. was standing, like, standing behind, behind him. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little contract situation. We're going to we're going to kind of talk about maybe some of the guys that the Cowboys could get done here over the next couple of months as we head into that summer period. Plus, we're going to take some phone calls. Eight eight eight. 855-2297. Give us a call. We're going to talk contract. We're going to take some calls when we come back on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products and discounts from partner brands ease your mind and let black rifle worry about your coffee supply go to blackriflecoffee.com to join the coffee club today want to use the cowboys locker room's favorite products check out the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys jack black Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about... The new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper, swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. 
It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. Back here with Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Patrick Nosey Walker, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right, let's get into some of this contract talk as we take some of these phone calls here over the next couple of minutes. Jerry Jones talked to the media yesterday, and he talked about how the Cowboys front office is constantly working on contract situations and those of nailing down negotiations on headline players like CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Tony Pollard, Micah Parsons, and even Dak Prescott. So, Patrick, when you're looking at these contracts and the certain situations at hand, which is most likely to get done in this little down period that we have ahead of us, that the Cowboys can maybe get one of these extensions done and possibly lock some of these guys up for the future? It's a tough one. Um if not for the 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 long term deal deadline mid July for Tony Pollard, I probably lean probably lean towards C D Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um and just because I I feel like I know that well the Cowboys want all these guys signed. And they want them all on long term deals, long term extensions. But I feel like Lamb's deal will probably be the easiest to negotiate from the wide receiver market standpoint. Um, Mike is going to end up in a blank check situation, but <laughs> with the, the structure of that contract, it's going to be a little bit more complex. Uh, Diggs, they they may or may not want to see another year of Diggs. Diggs with uh, another primo cornerback. This. You know, being Stephon Gilmore to see what happens there, but you already know what you're getting with Ceedee Lamb. Like Ceedee Lamb's prove-it season just passed. It was 2022. Yeah. They shipped out Amari Cooper and they looked at Ceedee Lamb and said, "Show us your wide receiver one." And by Job, he showed you he's wide receiver one. So going into 2023, what more does Ceedee Lamb have to prove? Nothing. Yeah, you know his value. Yeah, nothing. And you know what the wide receiver what looks what it looks like atop the wide receiver market dollars wise. So I think that that would be my lean. But because there is the deadline for Tony Pollard and Jerry Jones himself said that he's not exactly pressed to have any deal done before training camp starts. I know Stephen uh, Nick Harris was at Stephen Jones yesterday, and Stephen said he'd love to have one, two, three of these guys sign before training camp. And Jerry feels the same way, but Jerry's just not pressed about it. Now, is that a negotiating tactic? Of course it is, right? Absolutely. Always but that being said... To Jerry's point, there's only one hard deadline in the bunch, and it's Tony Pollard. So if you really want Tony Pollard, and it seems like you do, then I think that's the one that would be most pressing. The other ones, you could go into the season and you know let it play out and see how it goes. Would you not want to see the, the year from Tony Pollard, though, on the tag coming off the injury, being RB1? I would. I would. You know, I think overall everybody would. I, that's just how I think. I, my hunch tells me that he goes into the season on the tag. They're comfortable with And it. Trayvon Diggs would be my answer to this question because wow. he's, entering, he's entering the final year of his rookie deal. <laughs> Ooh. Great to meet you. N- nice, nice handshake Ooh. across the table. Yeah, just, just the fellas, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Trayvon Diggs, he's going into the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, you don't want that to become a distraction during the season because yeah. let's say he's having a phenomenal year. Tag. Then week eight, we're talking about contract the rest <laughs> of the season. He's going to get tagged. It, or He's going to get tagged. Exactly. Tag your so, it. Yeah, he's going to get tagged. Uh, I think it would be the smartest decision to go out. Well, see, that, that's why they executed. I am in full the- agreement with you, sir. I don't. This is no disrespect. I believe that Tony Pollard is an approving year. Mm-hmm. I do. I think last that year that makes sense because I mean, Zeke is going out. So. Yeah, and coming off an injury, there are multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah, there's multiple reasons, but I just feel like they don't have to do anything. Obviously. I think he will go into the year on the tag. That's not disrespect. That's just them saying the running back position and how this is kind of trending. We kind of yeah. need to see what you can do by yourself. That's also true. history. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they're gun shy to throw a bag on Tony. Absolutely, Pollard's absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the previous guy. Yeah. So, so that's one issue. Okay, I. This is a very. It's going to be very debatable. Um, Let's do it. I yeah, believe. I it. Say it with your chest. I believe that Trayvon Dix is more important to this team than Ceedee Lamb. Okay, why? 
I just think that what he presents in terms of his ability to to stop the most dangerous weapon on, or at least sub, sub, subdue the most dangerous weapon on opposing offenses mm-hmm. is more important than the ability of scheming C.D. Lamb up to be able to get the ball. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're not saying C.D. Lamb... Or you're not saying Trayvon Diggs is a better player than C.D. Lamb. He's more important. You're saying his his skill set is more imperative to the structure of Correct. the Cowboys. I can see that argument, Correct. which is which is why I I'm in I'm in wholehearted agreement with you in terms of if there was somebody who had to be extended prior to camp, it needs to be Trayvon. Wait, well, are we are we asking who we would go with or who we think the team would go with first? Because my answer was who I think the team would feel more pressed to go with because of the deadline. Who I would go with is the guy that I mocked to the Cowboys uh, during that respective offseason, 2020 season. 2020 season Trayvon. Day one. Yep. Diggs Hop. Day one. That said, I I think value-wise, Trayvon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb are the same player, just on different sides of the ball, value-wise. I think CeeDee Lamb is as important to the Cowboys' offense as Trayvon Diggs is to the Cowboys' defense. And, yes, you could. there are arguments that say um, wide receivers grow on trees. Yeah, you, you could argue that, just like you could argue running backs grow on trees. You could argue that shutdown corners don't grow on trees. That much we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. But the question when it comes to make, trying to make that argument that wide receivers grow on trees, I could – lean toward that being true but what i cannot subscribe to is do potential hall of fame receivers grow on trees mm-hmm. when you start having that type of conversation because that's the kind of air that cd lamb justifiably cd lamb has that kind of trajectory yeah he's early but he is correct showing that. so when you when you put it in that perspective i think they both have equal a1 value on both sides of the ball which makes it a more converse, a more interesting conversation because at least with Lamb you do get the fifth year option but that's why I said if you don't get the deal done on Diggs 100% you're going to tag him 100% I'm, I'm worried about the value of Trayvon Diggs and just how far apart people can be because I mean I'm sitting here and I agree with you I think shutdown corners in this league are a crucial piece Absolutely. of a really good football Absolutely. team Absolutely Now Trayvon Diggs has he's shown over the last two years that he can do multiple things. He's shown that he can be that ball hawk. He had 11 interceptions. That doesn't just happen. He is a good corner. That happens because he's a good corner, Mm -hmm. not because he got lucky 12 times or whatever, like uh, 10 times out of the 11. He had 11 interceptions. It's on the stat sheet. It will never leave the stat sheet. The problem with me is what happens outside of that. And this year he showed. A, a, another way of of elevating his game in becoming a shutdown corner and continuing to get better in coverage. Is he there yet to me to say that is our corner for for the next decade? I don't know. I don't know if I'm there yet. It's a yes for me. To dog. throw a bag. <laughs> it's a yes for He's it's a, a good yes, player. It's a yes for it's me. A, he is a really good player. I, but I, for me. but, but it's trip. the value, though. Where does the value this, come in? Because you always talk about the piece of the pie. Absolutely. The value would so, show so itself value. in a post-Diggs era, much like it showed itself in a pre-Diggs See, era. See, and I don't want a post-Diggs era. I'm not saying so, get rid no, of No, no, I'm not saying you're saying. I'm saying as far as sometimes the, the, you will find out the value of a guy when he's no longer around for you to enjoy his service. No doubt. Completely. Cowboys have suffered for years pre-Diggs trying to figure out who the shutdown corner was. They had some solid guys here and there, but did they have a Diggs? The, the, real, the reality is both of these guys are amazing players. No doubt. Both of these guys are important. Both of these guys want to be, I would imagine, they want to be Cowboys, and the Cowboys want to keep them forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get that on the table before Twitter goes absolutely insane. The, also, the reality is if I don't have a CD, a caliber of a player of that caliber, I can scheme guys up to be open. I can scheme, I can out scheme the defense, right? I'm not saying that you're going to get the same production. Don't, don't, don't. I know that's where you're about to go. Okay. But as a, as a really good offensive coordinator, I can scheme moving the ball down the field. Defensively, I can't scheme you. Being able to shut down your best player. Yeah, you're just filling holes. You can't, can't hide a, ba- can't, a bad boundary. I guy. can't scheme that. <laughs> you you either you have the ability to 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 subdue one of those guys or you don't. It doesn't matter what coverage I call. It is, I can call man all day long. Some guys are going to get routed. Some guys are going to be in the hip pocket and have a chance to, I have to pick off guys all day long. I can't scheme that because I can just go on the other side of the field, right? So mm-hmm. I think in terms of value, in general, a, a dominant cornerback. 
has more weight in this league, and regardless of the Cowboys, has more weight in this league than a dominant receiver. Generally speaking, you're correct. In a vacuum, you're correct. But when you're saying dominant corner versus potential Hall of Fame receiver, because you're right, you can scheme the guys to matriculate the ball down the field from a wide receiver Mm -hmm. point if you don't have a potential Hall of Fame talent. You, You can't. Teams do it all the time. Not every team has a potential Hall of Fame wide receiver. That said, what you can't account for when you lose that particular player, if you lose that particular player, is how opposing defenses react or don't react to that player being or not oh, being absolutely. on the field. If Lamb is not on the field, you're not going to see safeties shading coverage that way. You're not going to see teams try. Now, they ideally won't be able to do that this year with the Cowboys, exactly. Brandon Cooks, exactly. et cetera, et cetera. However, <laughs> you've seen what happens when you don't have a Cooks, which is why you go and get a Cooks, right? When Michael Gallup is still trying to work his way back from injury, opposing defenses, they just key in on CeeDee Lamb, and they say, yeah, we dare the other guys to beat us, and then the other guys are struggling to beat you. Take CeeDee Lamb out of the equation. Now, in that situation, when you don't have a Cooks, because you're not always going to have that Cooks, mm-hmm. right? Those opposing defenses get to play straight up and say, hey, we dare any of you guys to beat hey, us past uh, eight yards. Agreed. I guess I'm coming from an argument of it's much harder to find Gen- a cornerback. Generally speaking, yeah, you're 100% correct. We're not, we're not disagreeing. Yeah, 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 Generally sure. speaking, yeah. you're 100% correct. My extra credit is going to C.D. Lamb simply yeah. because I don't feel like he's simply an elite uh, a wide receiver. I feel like he can have a gold jacket on one day. And that's not to say Diggs can't, but with the points that you're making with Diggs, as much as I love him to death, you would like to see him be uh, better in tackling, a better run supporter yeah. when time comes. So because there's still those developmental points on Diggs that he needs to prove in 2023 versus CeeDee Lamb, he's already shown you. He doesn't need to prove anything. He just needs to continue his consistency and trajectory. That's where I say they're both of equal value on both sides of the ball. But generally speaking, positionally, you're not wrong. I think there's an argument to be made for both sides. Uh, you look at CD. And we love both sides, by the way. We do love both sides of the ball. <laughs> this is a great problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. They're 100%. If you look at CD and just what he's able to do simply by his presence in an office, in an offense, he gets more brackets than March Madness, and that opens up the rest of the entire offense, and especially with Brandon Cooks, another Bars. speed option. Yeah, you feel me? Another option, uh, another option on the other side of the field that can make this happen. Then, you know, that opens up the entire all 11 guys on the field. Look, on the defensive side, of the ball you got Trayvon Diggs he's pushing 6'3 just under 200 pounds you you said it's tough to find good corners in this league it's even tougher to find Mm -hmm. big good corners in this Mm -hmm. league that can move like Trayvon Diggs that's why I lean Diggs just because his profile who he is and what he can bring to a defense is a little bit more unique than what CD can bring but that doesn't mean CD is not unique at all you know I I think eventually he will be in that echelon with Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase I don't think he's there yet I think he's just Mm -hmm. in that second tier but I think he can push that first tier especially with Brandon Cooks coming in this year being able to open up some things for him and get him some even more opportunities than he had last year, I, I think this year is where we, we kind of see that. If happen. you look at his his yards per touch, CD versus Justin, obviously mm-hmm. Justin is is number one in the league right now. Um, I don't know that I put CD in tier two uh, with Justin in tier one. Is as maybe I put CD as tier one B because if you go and look at the numbers and you go look at the film, he's not as far behind. I'm not saying that no. you're saying that, but uh, for those that think CeeDee Lamb is, you know, far behind Justin Jefferson, you'd be wrong. But but if you think about it, Justin Jefferson had the same problem that CeeDee Lamb had last year, which was a receiving core that didn't have a ton of help around yeah, him. He no had KJ Osborne a couple weeks numbers. that helped yeah. him quite a bit. Yeah. Thielen, you know, he's around. Yeah. And then, you know, their tight end situation was kind of jumbled throughout the year. I, I think Henry, uh, uh, Hawkinson came in late and, yeah. and really he helped open up the trade. game for Justin Jefferson. I think he had a couple of 200-yard games after that. But he kind of had the same problem as Lamb, and he was more productive than Lamb. That's why I just put him in Oh, that. fair, yeah. fair. He, I he think, did. and also, I think you have to do it two years in a row for me to really put you in a Tier 1 conversation. You can't just flash in the pan and then go away. Right. I mean, it happens all the time where right. a receiver has a breakout year and then they disappear. C.D. Lamb has done it for a year now. He's, his first year as a wide receiver won, he showed that ability. Mm-hmm. Now if he can do it with a little bit of extra help, which sounds great, then yeah, I think he's in that conversation. I got conversation. the solution for you here. Sign them both. Deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we're looking at a perfect <laughs> one, that's go. what happens. Son but. Let me let me ask you this, uh, and I'll go to Isaiah first on this. If you're in New York, you're the New York Giants, and you're sitting here and you're getting ready for week one, and you're getting ready for prime time against the Dallas Cowboys, who are you more afraid of, CeeDee Lamb or Trayvon Diggs? Who is Who in your being strikes fear into you more you know out of those answer. two guys? Um, you know I, the answer. Honestly, I'm going to say Trayvon. Really, I'm going to say Trayvon because you. I mean, you take away the passing. 
Mm-hmm. Who are you throwing the ball to? They're going to run it. Saquon. Oh, who are you going to throw the ball to? But they're going to run it. Understood. <laughs> but that's not Trayvon's problem, right? So who are you going to right. throw? It, 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 throw it, to? it isn't until it is. Understand, but with their offensive coordinator is a throwing co- offensive coordinator. So who are you going to throw the ball to? So that's what I'm saying. You present a major problem. Now, offensively, yeah, I, I can bracket him. I can bracket CD. I can, I can bracket him with, with – I can have a cornerback. I can have a, I can have a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? Bump him on his way out. I have a backside safety. Take away his crossing rest. Like, I can scheme those things up. Now, is it going to give somebody else opportunities? Absolutely. But I could, if I really want to shut down CD, I can shut down CD. It's just I might have to give up some other stuff in the process. You can't shut down Trayvon. You can't shut him down. You, I, now, you can take advantage of his previous unwillingness to come up and tackle if you want to run the ball here. towards him. With, with Saquon, that's something totally different. But in terms of passing the ball – you have to you have to know that when Danny Dimes walks up there, he might be Danny Nickel when he looks over there and tries to throw the ball at Trayvon because he's like, dang, I can't do nothing about Took it. Half it doesn't field. matter what route we have called, he's going to be in the hip pocket. But now it's is is it not a similar situation between the two, which goes back to my my point about the value being equal because Gilmore is in the building now, all right, mm-hmm. and you've seen what Deron Bland can do as a breakout nickel corner, and he's taking some mm-hmm. some boundary reps at OTAs, but. Defensively, if you're the Giants, you're saying, well, you know, we can take away the pass. But the Giants are saying, well, we got Saquon Barkley. And now if we're talking about Trayvon Diggs, and as Kyle so eloquently put it, he has the ability to make the tackles. We've seen him come up and make key tackles in the run and and potentially save some games. But you've also seen some unwillingness Mm -hmm. there. Now, Saquon Barkley is barreling at you. Business decision might come. Okay, all right. Flip to the other side of the ball. Uh, The Giants secondary... Uh, you're saying okay, well, we can bracket CD. You're going to you're going to get smoked, okay? Cooks, if Gallup is is back to form, the tight ends, Schoolmaker, Ferguson, Hendershot, you're going to get smoked. You're going to give up something else, which means you can't bracket CD. Which means CD's going to have his way. So it kind of goes both ways because I see what you're saying, but then keep in mind if you're not targeting Diggs, then you're targeting Gilly. If you're not targeting Gilly, then you're targeting Bland. Hey. So you could what you're saying is, well, you can bracket dig. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, no, no, listen, the Cowboys have an amazing problem on their hands. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. amazing. Or I says opponents have a bigger problem on yeah. their hands. But the Cowboys have they have they have fixed some of their gaps, some of their holes, and that's absolutely awesome because now you have taken away the ability for teams to just simply say, oh, I'm just going to go to the other side. Here's, or, oh, here's, I'm just going to go to this. Guy. I'm going to bracket this guy. Whoop! They've taken that ability away, which is what a great front office does. Yep. However, I still believe that the most dangerous player of the two of those two is Trayvon. I think X factor is Mozzie Smith and Jonathan Hankins. If you if you stop Saquon Barkley and you stop the run, then the answer becomes you're the New York Giants. You're probably more afraid of Trayvon Diggs. If you can't, if the Cowboys can't stop the run and Saquon Barkley, then they're not so much worried about Diggs because he the secondary gets kind of negated it. by the run offense. I think we're getting too far away from this now because you can say the same thing about anything. If oh, yeah. C.D. Lamb's gonna have more success if Facts. Tony Pollard can run the ball, we yeah. can do that all day. Yeah, we can go all the way up and down. Point of the matter is both of these guys are excellent players. They're both deserving Correct. of an extension. Right. Both. I think more likely you're going to see C.D. Lamb get done before Trayvon Diggs because the value is more apparent. There is still some That's where I'm doubt at. with Trayvon Diggs, even though he does present a problem for teams. I don't get it. I just I, I think there's there's I don't, I don't know a that disconnect it, there I don't know from that a value I would label standpoint. it as doubt as much as it is we know what you can do. Show us sure. your improvement in the things we want to see you improve upon. Yes. Versus C.D. Lamb, we know what you can do. Keep going. You improved upon everything we needed you to improve upon, almost everything. Get back on in timing with Dak Prescott to eliminate some of those. Speaking of timing, we yeah, got to go to break. Yeah. Give Dad a gift he deserves with Dallas Cowboys apparel. Head to a pro shop near you or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience and score a winning Father's Day gift today. When we come back... Kickers? kickers? Anybody? Anybody talking about kickers? Well, that, we're going to talk about kickers. Ask the crowd who they want. Yeah, who do the, who do you want as the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys? When we come back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. 
When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. The new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. The CONCACAF World Cup, or Gold Cup, excuse me, returns to AT&T Stadium. World Cup's coming to AT&T Stadium just a couple years down the line. Mm -hmm. The Gold Cup comes to Arlington on Saturday, July 8th. One ticket grants you access to both, not one, but two corner final matches. Don't miss your chance to get tickets. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. The CONCACAF Gold Cup. Two corner final matches mm. for one ticket. How about that? All right. Speaking of kicking, hey, how about that transition? Nice. Going from soccer yep. straight into the kicking situation for the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, there is one player under contract. His name, Tristan Viscano. I believe there's like a weird back and forth on like how to say his name, but I, I have I seen Viscaino. Yeah, see, I've seen Viscano is how you say it with Kane, C A I N capital, mm -hmm. but I haven't seen anything else. We're going to go with either one. <laughs> if you want to say busy, <laughs> busy. You, whatever it ends up being, you can take it. But he is the only kicker for the Dallas Cowboys at the moment. Are you okay with that, Isaiah Stanback? Or do you want to maybe kick the tires? Pun intended on a couple other players moving into the summer. Listen, I'm the wrong person to ask for this. This is probably why I'm not the GM. Uh, I would, I would draft, I would have drafted a kicker. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just think that the kicker in this age of football is too important to a team to be waiting on leftovers. Uh, that's just my thought process. I think that you're going to find some guys that can come try out, and you're going to find some guys that you could take into camp. And have a nice little competition, very similar to last year. But I think a kicker is such a confidence swing from year to year uh, with guys, and I think that's how the Cowboys are treating it. It doesn't. There's very few kickers that are just very dependable every single year, true and true and through. Um, that they're in a situation now where they're just like, all right, let's bring in some guys that have some good history. Um, let's take them to camp and see who who wants it, you know, competing every day. And that's who we'll go with, the hot hand in the dice game, 777 straight sevens. <laughs> 777. <laughs> all right, do you want to hear some of the names that are out there? Do you want to hear some of those? I'll, let's start with with Brett Maher. He's, he's still out there, 33 years old. Money Maher. Money Maher. You could probably put him up there with, what is that, probably three – Three million, maybe over two years, something like that. Probably as a as a contract. His last his market value according to Spotrack is three years, eleven million. So that's what is that? Three point six million a year. So that's that's where he's at at the moment. Then you've got guys like Mason Crosby, thirty eight years old, recently with Green Bay. Ryan Suckup is out there, thirty six year old out of Tampa Bay. Robbie Gould, who's now hit the forty mark, but he's still Robbie Gould. Randy Bullock, Zane Gonzalez, 
Julian Diaz, Parker White, Elliot Fry. Any of those names pique your interest, Nick? Uh, I'm going to go with Mason Crosby yeah. um, for multiple multiple reasons. Not only the Mike McCarthy ties, but also the Lubbock, Texas ties. Another shout out to the 806. Hmm. Um, get him back in Texas, man. Uh, really quick on this conversation, though. Year in and year out, and this especially happens about week ten, whenever you know some some kickers really start to hit some bad bad stretches. It blows my mind that there are not 32 play, uh, people on this entire planet that can't kick a football. <laughs> blows my mind. And, and that conversation is coming back right now, you know, because it, you have Tristan Viscano in the building. Obviously, there's not a, a ton of confidence. That doesn't mean that the coaching staff in the front office hasn't given him that confidence. You know, whenever it gets brought up, it's like, hey, Tristan's our guy because he's in the building right now. You know, he's going to have just as much of a shot, if not more, than anybody that we bring in. Uh, uh, but still, the, the conversation is there to bring somebody in. And even Stephen Jones yesterday was like, yes, we're going to bring a kicker in for competition. If it were me and I, I'm choosing who I would want, I would go one, uh, Mason Crosby, two, Zane Gonzalez. I'm, I'm going with Mason Crosby. Okay. Um, I obvious ties with Mike McCarthy, like like Nick Harris pointed out. But um, also, I, I know some people are kind of concerned because he's only two years removed from struggling. Right, but he bounced back last season. If you look at his numbers versus a guy like Ryan Suckup, a guy like Robbie Gould, they were very comparable, like quite comparable to those other two guys who I would consider. Um, Suckup loses in that three horse race for me when you start to look at distance. Suckup struggles from distance. Mm-hmm. 50 plus yards last year, he was two for seven. Um, I think uh, Crosby was four out of six from 50 plus yards. So while Crosby is, uh, Crosby is tapping on that 40 year old mark, he still has a leg. Right, so he was also accurate as much as he had a leg last year, and the Cowboys are in a situation where they're still trying to figure out a long-term guy. So yeah, they, I agree. You had an opportunity to draft a guy you didn't. To that point, though, I think that we're still feeling the waves of Dan Bailey in that Dan Bailey having having become such a legendary kicker for the Cowboys out of the undrafted free agency pool that the Cowboys feel like if we did it once, we can do it again. Mm. But I subscribe to the fact that, yes, you did it once, you did it, you can do it again. But when you've not successfully repeated that after X amount of seasons, at a certain point, you got to say, okay, well, you know, we got to we gotta try something different. But they didn't. So they're still looking for a competition here. Uh, Vizcaino, he acquitted himself well thus far in OTAs. But am I comfortable with him being the only kicker going into camp? The answer is absolutely no. Jerry Jones said the team is likely to, na- to add a kicker before mm-hmm. training camp. We'll see if they do. But for my money, Mason Crosby. Yeah. Vizzy, during OTAs the other day when we were charting kick, he missed two throughout his entire day. He mm-hmm. missed two of them. One was from 44 wide left, and then the other one was from 55, which was his longest attempt of the day. He missed it to the right. So he missed only two kicks, and they were both from 40-plus. Now, you look at a guy like Mason Crosby, who's been consistent throughout his career. Last year, put up some some decent numbers. He missed a couple of kicks, but he did so early in the season. He made 15 of his last 16 field goal attempts in 16 of his last 18 extra point attempts. So put up some pretty good numbers in terms of the the kicking situation and, and putting guys out there. Do you do you want to entertain the option of maybe another rookie? You saw it last year with Jonathan Garibay. You're bringing in a guy who's inexperienced as opposed to a guy who has experience. Do you would you like to maybe take a flyer on a guy and that's the guy you bring to training camp? I would bring in I would have three kickers going into training camp personally. I would have a young guy. You got spots. They only have 88. I mean, they got two spots available right now. I would keep Mm. busy on there just because he's there right now. I would bring a young guy in, and I would bring in one of those bets and let him battle it out. I'm all about competition. Y'all know that. So if you want it, go get it. This is the opportunity that's on the the table. Who's going to bring it home? I'd be fine with three kickers because you ended up with three because the two didn't work out for you. Hadrilahu and, and Garibay didn't mm-hmm. work out, so you went and got Maher. You carried all three of them in you know August until you figured out you wanted to go with Maher. So you got the the mid-level veteran right now in Vizzy. You can bring in a rookie that's still out there that went undrafted, but then your ultimate insurance policy would be a Crosby or a Gould or something like that. I'd be fine with it. Yeah, I, I like the rookie conversation just because it worked out for a couple of teams last year. I think the Chargers probably had the most success in bringing in Cameron Dicker around week 10, week 11, and I think he only missed one field goal, went like 18 of 19 down the stretch. So yeah. I, I think there's definitely some some very intriguing young options. You also got guys in the USFL, such as Nick Rose that's still out there. Uh, I think also a former Texas guy. 
Yeah. Um, Highland Park grad. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. A little Dallas ties there. And, and they've mentioned that, you know, they'd love to look at the USFL market. It'd be pretty funny if they brought in another special teams guy from the USFL. But um, worked I'm out you. last year. Uh, yeah. Worked for out sure. for Trish sure. Trevante Turpin. <laughs> yeah, just a Pro Bowl, you know, nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think bringing a young guy, bringing an old guy, I, I like that. I like that approach. All right. Before we wrap things up on our final offseason edition of Talking Cowboys, next time we're on the air, it's training camp, guys. It is. What a, I, I, by the way, just for the fans out there, I hate this time of year. Yeah, this time of year is the worst. Yeah, I hate sitting around and waiting until training Twiddling camp. Thumbs. Then training camp makes it outstanding, and we have a lot of fun out there. And it's great. I stay out of trouble. Yeah, like I hate this time of year. <laughs> but give me a bold prediction, Isaiah. It doesn't have to have any parameters, but it has to be about the Dallas Cowboys. What is your bold prediction for something that's going to happen this off season? Bold. This off season. This off season. Before we're on the air in training camp. Mm. Dang it. I don't know. I'm going to come back around to me. You said okay. it doesn't have to be Cowboys related? It does have to be. It, it does, does have, okay, have okay. to be. Well, wait, what done. were you going to say that's not Cowboys DeAndre related? DeAndre Hopkins is going to be in the NFC East. Ooh. Yeah, that, that I almost know. Yeah. 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 Isaiah's got inside that information. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's and, a good and, one, and not though. Not with the Cowboys. It's not going to be with the, yeah. yeah. Do you have a Cowboys one? It's going to be with a team that I you gotta don't want him to go with. And and it, go it, ahead. And it perfectly segues off what we just talked about. Mason Crosby is in a Cowboys uniform mm. before the flight takes off for Oxnard. Ooh, okay. I would love that, by the way. I think it'd be great to see Crosby in here, reunited with Mike McCarthy and company. He does love his guys. He does. He's done it a couple times he's before. Loyal. Yeah, he's yeah. very loyal. Hmm. I don't have a big splash aside from what we talked about earlier. Probably one of those guys is going to get extended. Somebody's going to get extended. Okay. okay. Before the Who put put it? a name out Who? there. Say it with your chest. It's going to be CD. Okay. Okay. Bold prediction. CD Lamb gets his extension. That is a bold prediction. How many years? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I try to put you on the spot. It's be four. Four. Eh. With an option? They don't like fours. Five. It's going to be four. <laughs> five is too long. That's a long-term commitment right there. That is a long Salary cap management. Commitment. They don't like fours. Mm-hmm. Ass deck. They what do you like think? Uh, I'm trying to think here. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily as so much of a, of, uh, of a prediction rather than you know what I feel like will happen before the season starts. I think Overshone is going to be running with the ones. Ooh. Mm. Did you see, uh, speaking of overshown, did you see what happened at our rookie premiere last week? Oh, yeah. Them? Guys got pipes. Dude. Guys got some pipes. you kidding me? That was awesome. He was singing country music. If you haven't checked it out already, go to my Twitter and find it. Kyle underscore Yeomans. Find it on there because it was a video. It was a wholesome moment. It was an organic moment. Uh, I like that, though. Absolutely. He's a Dan Quinn guy. That's what I said when he got drafted. He fits the Dan Quinn mold. And I think if if he can continue to elevate, I think you're right. I think he could maybe sneak his way into it. Uh, I think, bold prediction, I'm going to say the same thing, but another linebacker. I'm going to say Damone Clark. Come on with it. I like it. Start really showing up. Come on with it. Mini camp. And once they put the pads on in training camp, he's going to be our training camp star. How about that? I love it. I think that's the bold prediction. I love it. That that Damone Clark's going to be balling. Can't get enough of Damone out there. All right, guys. I'll see you boys at camp. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We'll see each other before then, right? That's going to make me sad if not. All right. Uh, Mini camp this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Be sure to keep up to date. Everything on Dallas. Cowboys.com throughout the offseason. It doesn't mean Patrick's not working. It doesn't mean Nick's not working. Isaiah might not always be working. What? He's running a business. He's got a couple things. I'm always going working. On. Always working. I'm working on this. I'll have some stuff. Camp. Oh. I'll have some go. stuff online there too. That's one way to end this show. Too. I am too. So me and you are in the same boat, Isaiah. We'll see you guys in the gym. <laughs> Polo season, baby. <laughs> For Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Patrick Nosey Walker, and Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you at training camp in Oxnard come late July. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?